Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, to get 30, how to get 20, 20, 20, how to get 20, 20, to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So, Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Hey, Dave. Yeah, Randy. Since we founded Bombas, we've always said our socks, underwear, and T-shirts are super soft. Any new ideas? Maybe sublimely soft. Or disgustingly cozy. Wait, what? I got it. Bombas. Absurdly comfortable essentials for yourself and for those facing homelessness. Because one purchased equals one donated. Wow, did we just write an ad? Yes. Bombus. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombus.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. Hello and welcome to a brand new extra special episode of Tender Loving Care with your host myself, Pauline, my darling Kate. Kate and I have decided we cannot not discuss the latest in the 90 Day Fiancé franchise, 90 Day Fiancé Before the 90 Days. As you probably know, our podcast, Tender Loving Care, which is available on all podcasting platforms, has a new episode each Wednesday. In that podcast, we break down a show from the TLC Network and the Discovery Plus Network, past or present, and we deep dive and discuss the glorious chaos. We have decided to watch even more TLC and get in on the new season of 90 Day Fiancé before the 90 days and release it as some more content for you, our beautiful trash TV-loving listeners every Tuesday. Hello, Kate. Hi, Pauline. We're so warmed up. (laughs) We are so warmed up. Guys, I just want you to give up. We love to do our BTS. And that is, you know, that is not the Korean pop pop band. We love to do behind the scenes because, so here's the deal with Kate and I. Like, we, obviously, Kate's in Austin. Oh, Kate, I see you sipping on a Diet Coke can. Yeah, it's, I got to counteract the wine. You know, I don't want to be too sleepy. So I'm perking up with my DC. You did it with a Diet Coke can. Um, so Kate's in Austin. I'm in Los Angeles. And we obviously met in LA. Kate moved to Austin. We created this beautiful podcast. Um, but, you know, we our schedules, because there's obviously a time difference, plus our schedules are crazy, and we actually have to work to earn money and do our podcast and do all of this. So sometimes we will meet on the potty and we'll literally be like hey how's everything going? oh it's good yeah okay cool cool cool." and we just go straight into the potty and it's a shame because to be completely honest Kate like both of us we're we're missing out on each other's lives a lot I know we get we get the big things in you know with our chit chat before we start recording 
But tonight I was so happy. We sat and talked for an hour and a half and had a real catch up. And that was so nice because we don't get our in-person catch ups as often as we obviously would like. So we, we do had a and, nice you know, we, chat. It was lovely. And we create this podcast and obviously it's all surrounded these shows. But then Kate and I can kind of lose ourselves. You know, we lose our friendship. And that's what it was based on. Kate and I were friends long before any of this came about. And then it becomes business and then it becomes yeah. the show. We, we don't have time to so do a quick catch up. So it was so beautiful. So we're very, very warmed up and very, very happy that Kate and I had a deep discussion um, slash gossip slash um, catch up. It was wonderful. Um, so we are heading into this with our 90 day fiance before the 90 days. Um I want a <laughs> couple of things I want to mention, Kate. First of all, now, guys, you know, I'm very active on my Instagram, which our Instagram is Tender Loving Care Podcast. Go and follow us if you do not. I just love to shove shit up on our story. And one of them is I'm perusing. We're always perusing. Kate and I are always perusing the news channels, a.k.a. page six, a.k.a. Um, all of the Instagram um, accounts, um, Bravoing every day. Um, I mean, we could go on. There's so many stuff that's all just about Bravo and TLC and stuff. Then I saw there was something about how Jax, guys, it's so ridiculous. I know this, sorry, this is going Vanderpump Rules for you, 90 Day Fiance, but very briefly, Jax from Vanderpump Rules has decided that he's going to open his own restaurant in Studio City. And did a post and said, if Tom Sandoval needs a job, I'm here. And then he goes to backtrack about how when Tom and Tom opened their restaurants, the original one, you don't make money. It's a money pit. It is so hard. You'll destroy your family. And he said, yeah, I made all these comments before, but, you know, I've learned from mistakes and I can do it. I just want you guys to understand if you don't do not live in California or you're not familiar with California, Studio City is a very expensive area because it is, hence the name, near the studios. It's in the valley where Jax lives because Jax lives very close to me, by the way. And um, restaurants begin and fail within six months. The, the restaurant industry in any state in the country, Kate, is extremely expensive. But in Southern California and in Studio City, California, just, I mean, I know that the from working in restaurants as a server and doing all of the grunt work and all of that stuff for a long time, when I spoke to owners, they said, you need to expect not to have a salary for two years. That's yep. what you need to know. There is no income for you for two years to get this restaurant off the ground. And if, you're, if, if your restaurant is viable for two years, you're extremely lucky. And that's what Jax is doing. And it's going to succeed, he says, because he's actually including his wife in all the decisions and it's 50-50 and all of this. Does he, I'm, I mean, the financials, Polly, it's like, hey, he has Randall who owes him money. Uh, yeah. He hasn't been on the show in a couple of years. Where is the capital coming from? Well, that's a very good question, but we have leaked that he is filming house i don't there's no title for it but it's like vanderpump spin off off the valley 
So it's him right now, apparently, is currently filming himself and Brittany, Kristen and her random boyfriend that she changes like every two months, but another boyfriend and Stacy and Bo. They're all filming a show right now in the Valley. I don't know how I've not seen anyone film because I literally live in the epicenter of all of these morons like houses. But yeah, they are filming a show right now. But this is typical Jax. Jax was in for the IRS for like a million and something. Remember, he couldn't go. The whole rumor he couldn't go to the wedding of Sheena was because he had his passport taken away because he owed the IRS so much. That was like six months ago. And he's opening a restaurant in the most expensive, one of the most expensive parts of the entire country of North, like entire country. It's insane. move. Yeah. So, you know, I'm reading this. So what I decide to do is maybe I'll hop hop on over to Jax's Instagram. What's Jax up to? Yeah. Yeah. Did a little click. And I think, oh, my internet's gone out. I, you know, it's the surges everywhere, guys. We all have our AC on. It's crazy. Surges. Said, oh, the internet's not working. So refresh. Back to Instagram. Go back to Jax. Jax has officially blocked Kate and I. So I don't know what we... Kate, when you found this out, and I don't know if you knew before me, but I feel like you would have told me. I found this out. I posted it on our story. Why did he block? I mean, we have talked a lot of shit, but what happened? I have a theory. Um, So it might be this. (laughs) Before, so I had a podcast before Polly and I had a podcast. I had a podcast called Mostly Bravo. Yes. And um, we uh, stopped doing that podcast. And then since we were doing a pretty relevant topic on this new podcast, I just like used the same Instagram account. And he definitely blocked us back in the day because I did an impression of Brittany on a reel making fun of beer cheese oh etc and like right after I posted that blocked so it might you, be a holdover from that or you, he just yeah. blocks every like you know pod, he so just, did you know 100% you were blocked then back then back yes. when the account was 100% for the, Yes. Oh, yeah. Oh, okay. Because I started, I thought that's what it was. But then I had this flashback because, guys, we went back and forth with a couple of Instagram accounts before we moved over to this one. I do remember going on Jax's account um, and because he was doing this faux, like he was sponsored by this company. And it was really funny. It was exposed that he was never sponsored by this company, but he was saying he was sponsored on his Instagram. And I remember going onto his Instagram so I was not blocked then, but I don't know if that was from our previous account, but. So it's either a holdover from that or he just blocks every like, you know, reality TV, okay. podcast, commenter. Type of... okay. so, so guys, either it's unclear. one. It's unclear, but we are blocked. We're blocked by, by Jax. Jax. And you know what I did is there's an amazing Instagram account. I hope they're listening because they work so hard. They do so much content and it's called 
blocked by Jax. I love her. May, yeah. I love her so much. And her main photo is Katie with her orange hair in Mexico when Tom spills her drink on her. And I know, guys, sorry, we're talking about, I know this is a TLC show and we're talking a lot about Vanderpump Rules. So I apologize if you don't watch Vanderpump Rules, but it's just been an iconic kind of week of like cra- crazy shit. But I will say that getting back to TLC, there's that. So we're blocked by Jax officially. I think we need a medal. We need something, a, a group. Um, a chunky I, sweater. We need a chunky sweater in a fight in a Las Vegas strip mall. Um, so we had our show to watch. And guys, you know, I tell you multiple times, like, Kate and I, we, we're trying to fit in. We watch so much shit. And I decided to, what I, Kate, I had this massive hankering. All I wanted, you know, I love, we both love Diet Cokes. We love our Diet Cokes. And we debate whether we want, and I know this sounds so basic, guys, this conversation, I do apologize. But if it's a if it's a, a Coke can, if it's a bottle, if it's a fountain drink, like where right. do you like fountain drinks? Um, I personally love an in and out Diet Coke. Ooh. Oh. Beautiful work. Creme de la creme. Yeah, that's good. Beautiful work. So I was moseying on her app, hopping and bopping, as I like to say, hopping and bopping around LA. And it's Sunday night. I know that our new episode of 90 Day Fiance before the 90 Days has come out. And I'm like, shit, I need to watch this because we're going to record tomorrow. So um, I'm like, you know what all I fancy right now? In and out animal style fries. Now, guys, I didn't really know the whole kind of law with In and Out. I know that it's not available in every single state. So there are people from different states that go, I'd love to taste In and Out fries. Um, or burgers and in and out um is a chain that used to i remember when i first came here and i had in and out and the bottom of their bags had like religious scripture on the bottom i remember that um always amazing service your order is always perfect they do animal style fries which means i didn't know what that meant and i was worried because i'm vegetarian i was like i don't want meat but what it is is they do cheese and a secret sauce and onions and it's literally the best thing you've ever guys i can't explain how good these fries are so i've heard that when in and out went to australia which was about two years ago people were like camping out outside in and out for days to get this um yeah it's apparently a thing i had no idea kate do you have in and out in texas we do. There is oh. an in and out literally a five minute drive from my apartment. And I oh. had a period where I was going there like twice a week. And then one day I had it and I just felt so full and yep. so ill because guys, yes. it's just like, I'm going to say it like the sluttiest fries. Ever. Oh, like just cheesy and the sauce they just the- have you know what they're doing they're having sex with you in a bathroom in a dirty bar oh, and it's amazing it's the best and then afterwards you're like hmm <laughs> well, move it. moving on <laughs> <laughs> not gonna be telling anyone i just did that Woo! <laughs> but it felt so good oh so good uh, um so yeah we we have the states yeah, they're they're in um it's like California. I think they're in like Arizona. Texas okay. has them. It's it's sort of like the southwest um of the US. So yeah, I absolutely love In and Out. Um you well, can get you can get a grilled cheese if you don't want the meat. That's what I did. I get yeah. a grilled cheese. I do get because I'm 
vegetarian so but i um so i i was like this is all i want i want a diet fountain coke from in and out and i want some animal style fries from in and out so i'm going there and like but shit like my t- i was looking at my t- like watch and thinking okay so i have tonight i have to watch the show tomorrow i'm completely busy how am i going to watch this and then i'm trying to so i said you know what i'm going to do because the line in and out this is something that is also completely notorious with los angeles and i'm sure anywhere where in and out probably is is that the line is horrendous it opens i don't know say 11 a.m and the line is constantly busy like you're always waiting in line so what i did is i thought you know what polly Let's make use of this time. So waiting for my in and out fries and my Diet Coke. And I'm playing 90 Day Fiance. And I was very proud of that. So what I did is I snapped a little photo and I put it on our Instagram. And I was like, I'm waiting like a garbage human being for my cholesterol, cheese, fat, col- calorie filled goodness with a diet coke i mean the cheek of me thinking well i'm a diet coke so i'm still so cool but um it'll balance everything out so i'm doing this and i get this amazing message from one of our beautiful beautiful listeners um that is talking to us about um going on tour and because we are guys we are really really trying to figure out going on a little bit a mini mini tour uh hopefully the end of the year or beginning of next year and we just have so many of you that are so wonderful that reach out to us and dm us on instagram and email us that say come to our city and it'll be really fun and i can put you up and we have this amazing amazing lover of the pod sister of the pod um that said you know come here i will feed you and she has this entire business of these glorious beautiful charcuterie boards that kate and i would literally shove our faces right into we i love a charcuterie board i know you do too it's one of the big joys in life it's like dogs charcuterie boards and animal style fries. Yeah. We're, we're very basic. I'm sorry. I do apologize. But Kate and I, so we have this amazing, beautiful listener that is like, guys, come to our homestay. And I said, we need food for the green room. And she's like, I'll make the entire charcuterie board and I'll make it vegetarian. You can shove your faces in it and then go on stage. And I'm like, we're done. We're done. <laughs> so um, I just want to say, um, I had to put it on our Instagram, but please go and follow us just before we get into the show. Good to do our plugs. I do apologize. Um, Instagram is Tender Love and Care Podcast. Um, we love getting your DMs, guys. We are responding to our DMs every single second we get them. It's either Kate and I, and we always write at the end, whether it's Pauline writing or Kate writing, just so you know, like who's responding to you. And it just it just means so much, even if you just write to us and be like, Hey, I love you, and I'm listening from Belgium. Or, hey, I love you, and I'm listening from New Zealand. It just means so much. Kate and I get so excited. So thank you so much for writing to us. We have our Instagram, which is tenderlovingcarepod at gmail.com. Write to us anything you want. We will always respond, and we just love hearing from you. Um, Also, we have to go on and and say that we do have our subscriber um, section for our uh, podcast. So listen to our podcast right now you will see that you do have in our feed there are certain episodes that have a little like padlock on them that say subscriber only they are episodes that Kate and I have um kind of created that are nothing to do with Bravo or or um TLC there we decided to kind of venture into the realm of 
weird and wonderful documentaries, stuff that Kate and I really enjoy watching and dissecting. Um, So Kate and I will pick a documentary every other week that we will dive into, dissect, figure out, chat about, talk about from the weird, the wild, the wonderful, from unsolved crimes to um, aliens to pop culture to um, like I said, the paranormal, anything that we will talk about. And that is available every other week. It's five bucks a month to join us. And, you know, not not only are you getting an extra episode every other week, guys, um, but it just supports Kate and I so much. And Kate, you can echo this. It just it just means so much when we get that little notification on our phone. It's like we got another subscriber. It's the ultimate support, guys. It's five bucks, which is not a lot. You know, it's it's a latte or something. But to us, it's like every little bit adds up and it just is growing and adding to our dream of, you know, being able to do this podcast as a job and uh, full time. And um, so thank you to everyone, every single person that has signed up. You can tell a friend about it. That's a free way to help us out a lot. And um, we're having a blast doing the episodes, by the way. Like we just had this great episode come out. Pauline picked a very heavy, intense documentary, but it was very good documentary. Um, What is it? What happened to Aunt Diane? Uh, There's something wrong with Aunt Diane. There's something wrong with Aunt Diane. So that was our last episode. Um, I feel like we did pretty great job if I do say so myself of kind of breaking down the entire story for you um and before that it was class action park about this (laughs) great uh water park in New Jersey in the 80s and 90s where sadly some people did pass away um due to the dangerous rides um that was a really interesting episode we covered yeah Anna Nicole Smith um I'm picking the next one and I you still are, haven't Kate. decided. I know I need to decide, so but guys, I will give you a warning. So we're doing this every other week and I pick, I feel like I pick these horrendously dark unsolved crimes, like a, a really, really intense. And then Kate comes up with something which is very, very fascinating, but it's lighter. So that's kind of our black and white with us. That's why mm. we work so well, Kate. Yeah, it's, it's great. It's a nice balance. And We'd love for you to join us. So yeah, you yes. can you can subscribe in the feed like Pauline was just talking about, or um, we're also on Patreon. It's you're getting the same content. It's just a different place to get it. If you if you prefer Patreon, you can go there. Patreon.com slash tenderloomcarepod. Um, what I else do we have to plug, Polly? I, I think that's all our plugging right now. Okay. So guys, let's dive into this because I know if you're listening to us. Um, like our Connie and like our Lauren and like our all amazing, amazing listeners. Um, you want to know what we think of 90 Day Fiance? And we, I got, Kate, I will let you know, we got DMs before I had even watched this while I was salivating over in and out fries in the line of saying, wait until you see what is going on with Amanda this week. Whew. So we are in episode 10. It is entitled Sex lies and videotape kate take us into our first couple okay let's just go ahead and start with amanda and razvan or as i like to refer to him in my notes razzy so um they are there was some 
interesting parallels in this episode. So just like Gino and Jasmine, who we'll get to later, mm-hmm. Amanda and Razvan are trying to forget the fights and start yes. fresh. Okay. Yes. And so he is taking her on a date night uh, to a traditional Romanian restaurant. And yeah. She's giggling and tells us they're getting to know each other and he makes her laugh. And I just have to say women like Amanda giggling at nothing are the reason guys like Razvan think they're hilarious. And Kate, you know, I have voiced very loudly and very obnoxiously. I will admit to the people that laugh when things aren't funny <laughs> i understand we do have nervous laughs i sure. really i i am sympathetic but also i'm english so not sympathetic about like it's the scenes where it's just like oh you're saying oh you know one of my big things that i say to my friends all the time in america is you'll be sat at a dinner right and someone will say something you go oh that's hilarious guys if it is hilarious, I'm pissing my pants. I'm on the floor uh, on a, on a, at a restaurant, which I have done because I found someone so funny. Do not do that to me. Don't do it. Don't insult me. I'm not hilarious if you are not laughing. So she does this a lot of just, it's the nervous. And I get it. You, you're uncomfortable. And we see her situation is incredibly uncomfortable, which is just a, ah, all the time. Can't stand it, Kate. Can't stand well, it. And it's not just that in her confessional then. He's so funny. And that's why I like him. Is Razvan sweet? Yes. Does he seem somewhat genuine compared to a lot of the people we see on the show? Sure. Yeah. Hilarious? No. Hot? Sure. Yeah. Okay. So, uh, he reveals that uh, apparently for the first time to Amanda, which I don't know if I believe that, but um, apparently for the first time, he's revealing that he has always wanted to move to the States ever since he was little. And she says, if she would have known that she would have viewed that as a red flag. What do you think about this, Polly? I, I think that we've got an OTLC and we know TLC. We know they're going to pick something and harp on it. Yeah. She was acting as though she was utterly shocked by this. Yeah. That this man wanted to move to United States. I do believe as someone that is an immigrant, by the way, I, you know, I am an immigrant. I moved here because I loved United States. I went through all of the immigration. I went through all of the paperwork, the tens of thousands of dollars I paid to be able to get my social security card and being this country. Um, I did grow up loving being in England, loving being English, but also wanting to be in America. And I do feel as though what he said here was honest that he yeah. did want to be in America. And I do feel as though he had articulated that to her. I think that her shock or her imitation of being shocked backs up her narrative of, I don't want to be here. This woman has not had sex with this man sleeping in, which seems to me, I don't know if you can, it seems like a single bed or a double bed or whatever that I don't know what it's called in America, like a full or a queen. But for multiple days, they've never had sex, which to me, I do find quite odd. If you're sleeping next to a man that 
you have been emotionally and sexually involved with on social media or whatever whatever way but you've slept next to him and you have had no sexual contact for multiple days she wants out she's miserable and i do want to comment on some amazing amazing uh listeners that we've had that i'm going through our dms right now actually kate because thank you so much guys i love it when you dm us and give us our opinion give give us your opinion of what you're feeling of these people because it gives us a good insight that we can talk about um online but we've had a couple of people that have dm'd us kate more than a couple of people that have just been like we do not like Amanda. And they've said, I I hate her and I feel bad for hating her because she does have a horrific backstory. But they said, I just, she's not kind. And I, I, I understand it. She's, she's got herself in a situation she cannot get out of. I think she's sheltered and I think she's using Razvan, whether she's conscious of this or not, she's using Razvan to process what she's going through. Mm -hmm. And as, um, you know, the ego, I think online having this hot TikTok guy talk to her was an ego boost. And then she got here and it was real. And she realized she doesn't want to be there. So she's looking for an out just like I will talk about later. I think Christian's looking for an out. Like she, I don't think she's evil and terrible. No. She's not like an Ed or whatever, but she is not being honest with herself. And that's hard to watch. And it makes you, it makes you dislike a person when you're constantly week after week watching her play these sort of games with him because he seems to really have feelings invested. And I would also say, remember, she's not going over for two weeks. She's going over for something like, wasn't it six weeks or a month? She was leaving her children for. I think it's three weeks, three weeks. That's a lot of time. Young children, yeah. and Very young children. And Razvan, I... Listen, guys, we know. If we were at this point on season six of 90 Day Fiancé, the other way, we spot these bozos a mile away, right? We spot them the ones that are like, green card, green card, green card. Do I think Azvan, whatever his name is... um, I don't think it's a crime to want to to have an aspiration of wanting to live in in America but has he chosen someone like Danielle from the first season to just get a green card no he's chosen someone he's connected with this is a young beautiful woman and I but but also I think he wants to be in America I do and I think he is on a television show, remember, as well. They had to sign releases, and they do get paid for this. It's pennies. Yeah. Let's go on to Bethany Frankel talking about that, but that's another story. Um, but they do get paid pennies, but they get paid to be on the show. I think he genuinely cares about Amanda. And he's a man that's going on television, and he's crying about not understanding her. And I do really back this up. She is giving massive mixed signals but i do not blame her this is a woman that lost her husband she is not emotionally equipped to be in another fucking country where she can't speak the language she doesn't know the culture and she's trying a relationship with a new man and that is her fault she needs to go home she needs to be with her children but she created this disneyland fairy tale of okay 
and you understand it, you're in grief and grief is a horrific process to go through. So I don't I don't blame either of them. I just think right. that the circumstances are awful and they need to detach. It's all wrong. And I, I also try to keep in mind the part of her history that I think sometimes people forget is it's not just that her husband just passed away. She was 18. She was a teenager in a small town from a small town, 18 years old, got with this guy who was in his thirties. What? Yes. And she was, that's the only man she's ever been with. And she has these two young kids with him. So that's coloring this situation as well. She doesn't have a lot. This is not like some, you know, 30 year old cosmopolitan woman who's had multiple serious relationships. This is a small town, like brand new to relationships, basically person. She's only had this one relationship that she started as a teenager. We have to, you have no clue. You're eight with a 30 something year old. Yes. Yes. It's, it's a strange circumstance. And I think that's why I, I get when people are like, Oh, I hate Amanda. Like I get it. And she is being really annoying in these episodes, but I try to give her that grace. I know that is, that's a wild thing to deal with. Very, very naive. And also there's TV cameras, guys, you've no idea because Kate and I obviously as consummate professionals when we were in Hollywood as massive upcoming starlets. I think we should just, it's starlets, Kate. That's what we were. I love that phrase, starlets. Love, camera, love camera star. in your face, no big deal Thanks. if you're a starlet. But I mean, I do forget, I mean, she is they do like I was I was listening to someone recently that was talking about when you go through a divorce, um, which can be it was Leslie Grossman actually, um, was talking about when you go through a divorce, um, and that can be the exact same as going through a breakup of a relationship for many, many years. Mm-hmm. They say it takes two years to get the function back in your brain. Mm-hmm. And I understand that. You are used to familiarity. You're used to routine. You're used to love. You're used to a lifestyle that has been wiped away from you. Yes. This Amanda was 30 or 31 when she had to deal with someone that was dying. And this wasn't just someone which is horrific enough that had a very sudden death. She saw him die over periods of of months and years. And I think she is in utter shock. And I think her system has never recovered. And what happened is TLC stuck a camera on her. By the way, she did. Well, she did submit to it. I will say that. She did fill in a form. Form, Four months. It's a very layered situation. It is layered. It's hard for me to really take a side because yeah it was it was a four months she's filming four months after the death right so that's a wild choice had a lot of people kate that found her in tiktok that said you were responding to him while your husband was still alive yeah so Um, so okay so let's jump back into the episode that's okay please do yeah all right 
he, she says that, wow, I would have thought that was a red flag if I knew you want to come to the States the whole time. Okay, Amanda. Then we cut to the next day and, uh, they're talking more about it. And he says, look, I don't have bad intentions. Do you trust me? He's like, if this is an issue, fine. I don't care about America, but like, I care about you. And Um, then she says a very confusing statement. I wrote down, um, the more time I spend with him, the more concerns I have, but I think he's a good person and I want it to work. I was like, Hmm, that's confusing. You don't seem clear on that. Um, and then he tells her, okay, we're going to go to a pool party with my friends and have some fun. Uh Uh And this is uh, when I was in and out and I get DMs. From our beautiful listeners that are like, wait, literally block capitals, wait. They said, I cannot wait until I hear you and Kate's reaction (laughs) to this. (laughs) The pool party. So, okay. He he tells her, let's go to this pool. Let's meet some of my friends. Let's have a fun time. We remember the swimsuit scene at the store didn't quite work out. So she will be wearing full clothes at this pool party. Um whatever. So then he tells us, I feel like she doesn't trust me. And I think that my friend, Diana, shout out to Diana, she'll make Amanda relax more than I can because she's, you know, she's, she's so personable. So they get there and Amanda is very stiff and shy. And then we so, Yeah. Then we meet Diana again. We already met her before Amanda got there, but Diana comes up. She's Lucy Goosey. She's beautiful. She's outgoing. She has a yellow thong bikini on. Body confidence. Can we talk about the body confidence? This is what all of us should feel like. She's walking in nearly nothing and just going, I'm fucking amazing. It was beautiful. And she looked great. And she just, she she had had the opposite energy of Amanda, right? Like she's just. By the way, Amanda, if we want to talk about societal stereotypes, which Kate and I are not going to hark on to, I'm sorry, but you look at Amanda, she's like, oh my God, look at her body. Like she's teeny tiny. She looks amazing. You can imagine Amanda would look in a bikini, dreamboat, amazing. Right. And you just think she doesn't have the confidence and just want to be like, look at you. You're beautiful. Have the confidence in your body. But you know, Amanda was like, I don't want to wear this. And you're like, you're gorgeous. I know. But she's like been stuck in this house for a decade with this older man. And I don't know. It's crazy. Yeah. So, okay. So she um, gets there, greeted by Diana. Diana's like, why aren't you wearing a suit? And then old Razzie tells oh. the whole party that Amanda's on the rag. By the uh, way, what, that was just, it's, you're going to meet your friends and it's a period is a period. And I love that, that honestly, there was something that I did felt very endearing with um, the previous week, even though it was, and it, remember, this is a second language to resonate. Right, right. right, um, right but right. he was having that conversation with her the previous week before. Where he's like, okay, you're on your period. you're on a, And even men that is their first language can still be very immature and not understand that women have, periods and they feel bloated and they feel gross and they feel horrible whatever they don't want to wear something and they don't want to have sex and they don't want to whatever and he was very vocal about it but um 
he comes to his party and he speaks about it in front of her. And I do understand that's just not like don't don't do that. Yeah, like, it's, it's not impossible. it's not it's not, yeah. I mean, it's not shameful to have a period, no, obvi- but, obviously. But like, it's a it's a group of people yeah, you don't know, and know. your boyfriend's just like, well, she's on her period, so she didn't want to wear a swimsuit. Yeah, don't I was like, do that. Van, come on. But anyways, so um, then. Diana says, okay, so are you going to meet his parents? What's going on with that? Amanda goes, yeah, I'm, I'm meeting them, but they don't speak English. And Razvan's probably going to leave things out that they're saying. And I was like, okay, that's negative. Um, uh, yeah. And I was also like, oh, so you've seen the show, Amanda, because <laughs> that is usually that's what, what Yeah, very true. Very true. Yeah. Then um, I wrote, Amanda is acting like this is her first time interacting with people. There's not too many social skills going on here. Um, you know, it's hard because I go back to we ever, I do feel like she's getting a very hard rap on Instagram and social media. Yeah. But I would say she was a young woman that may have been caring for a terminally ill man for three years. And that's your life. Yeah. Ever cared for anyone that's dying. You're in a house. She was caring. She has two children. And the pandemic and yeah, uh, yeah. so there's um, reasons for it for sure. But she's not comfortable in this scenario, I'll not. just say. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Um, so then Diana hops up and says, come on, Amanda, let's go on a walk. I want to talk to you. Uh-oh. 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 So Amanda like drags herself out of the chair and she's like, okay. And so then they go sit by the water in these chairs. It's a beautiful scene, by the way. Yes. This city is gorgeous. And Diana asks how the relationship's going. Do you guys fight? What's the deal? And I got the impression she's definitely had, you know, she's had some talks with Razvan about how it's going to. Amanda reveals, yeah, we have some fights, but we just met, which you usually wouldn't really expect that. But um, then Diana asks what we all want to know. And I feel this may have been fed to her by a producer. <laughs> uh, may have been. I mean, it uh, was. definitely yeah. was a uh, producer in her ear. Do you love him or are you just attached to him? Oh, she, yeah. She said, because toxic. I look at you. I look at him and I see toxicity. And she's like, uh, uh. I think that Amanda just has no capability of articulating herself right and so she's on a tv show she's with a man in a foreign country she doesn't know what she's doing she's signed up she has to continue filming that's the thing these guys get a lot of pressure they have to continue filming yeah and then they place them in situations such as this with an ex-girlfriend come on give me something tell me and she she didn't know what to say and she looked kind of I mean, she looked ridiculous in it. She didn't know what to say. Yeah. I mean, for all we know, she really did want to go home to her kids right away. And the producers were like, come on, just that's what I think. That's why I think hey, stick it there out. And went, I need to go home. Right. So we don't know what's going on behind the scenes. But in this scene, she's getting asked, do you just have basically like an, an attachment to this guy because it's anyone at all and you're looking for you know some sort of yeah attention or whatever or do you truly love him and she's 
she's kind of laughing well there's a very pregnant pause and then she's like no we love each other I left my kids for three weeks of course I love him oh my god and Diana's like how can you love someone in six days you just got here and it's like she was but she also like it's a sex thing yeah if you are attracted to someone you're not going to be able to sleep in a bed with them and kiss them and give them love bites hickeys and not have to me I just think that's odd that you wouldn't have sex with them but she hasn't and I understand she's been through trauma but she's like half doing it and half not which is very confusing to Resvan anyway we could go on about them for a while but Kate the conclusion was what uh the conclusion is Diana telling her hey I oh because she because Amanda's like I think Diana has a crush on him and that's what's going on here which may or may not be true I'm not really sure at this point yeah I'm not sure yeah okay but but Diana says hey I'm just a protective friend he's been through a lot with his past relationships and I don't want you to play with his feelings because it's very hard to find boys like him boys have this yeah and next week we see him crying and saying she was comparing him to Jason. So. Mm. She was never ready to do this. And that's the end of it. Yeah. Really. Um, okay. Next couple. All right. Let's quickly talk about Tyree and Carmela. <laughs> All right. So we have Tyree that we know from the very first episode was talking to a woman that producer stepped in and said this was a catfish bro this was not somebody this these photos that you saw we found out that they've been used by a man and that is who you've been speaking to Tyree thought this woman was based in Jamaica he had even flown to Jamaica and was stood up by this woman because it is by this this whole account is by man. They started to discover that the photos were from a you know a lot of like listings for um, sex Escort, work and yeah. escorts and porn and stuff like that. So you see the photos and they match up. So Tyree with his beautiful sisters were kind of like, okay, so you understand these photos are not who you've been speaking to. They were used by somebody else, but the woman in the photos, she is an escort. She works in the sex industry and this is who she is. So I think the producers just went, this is such a brilliant kind of line that we're going to carry on this, this episode because we figured this out the first, first scene of me meeting Tyree. So, This episode was we're getting Tyree to go and travel to go and meet the woman that has been in the photos that have been catfishing him. So Tyree goes and I mean, God love his his sisters are the MVPs of this episode. He has these gorgeous sisters that are like, listen, Tyree, you understand? He's like, I need to buy a gift for her because she's going to meet me. We're going to meet in Chicago or if it was in Denver, gonna... Denver. Yeah. I'm oh, sorry, Denver, Denver. We're going to meet in Denver and she's going to tell me about what's been going on. Nothing's been going on apart from that her photos have been taken. But in his mind, you know, he's re- he's trying to articulate it, but not. There is a bit in his head that's like, 
it's maybe her. Uh, I maybe me speaking to her. So I'm going to get her a gift. So go to the shop and his amazing sister's like, you're not getting a jewelry, dude. Yeah. Candle. (laughs) Gets a candle. And then you see him getting ready in the hotel room to go meet Carmela. And he's. If you thought the only way to get a more defined jawline with natural looking results was through surgery, think again. Juvederm Volux XC is a non-surgical injectable gel filler that improves moderate to severe loss of jawline definition and can help you achieve natural looking results with little downtime. Even better, this improved definition lasts up to one year with optimal treatment. No maintenance required. Improve jawline definition for a smooth sculpted look with Juvederm Volux XC. For important safety information and to find a licensed specialist, visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Not for people with severe allergic reactions, allergies to lidocaine, or the proteins used in Juvederm. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. There's a risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. Talk to a licensed specialist to find out if it's right for you. This Mother's Day, celebrate the extraordinary women in your life with a heartfelt gift from Blue Nile. Whether it's for your mom, a mother figure, or yourself as a mom, find that perfect piece to express your love and appreciation. Explore Blue Nile's exquisite pearls and mesmerizing gemstones that she's sure to love. Enjoy fast shipping options like guaranteed free shipping and returns. Make this Mother's Day unforgettable with a piece from Blue Nile. Right now, get up to 50% off at BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. Sat at a bar. And unfortunately, they didn't give us everything this episode. But you do see him sat at a bar and he's waiting to meet this woman. And it's a woman that is a sex worker that is online and her her photos have been stolen and that's it she's never spoken to him there is no connection and he's desperate to meet her yeah i mean he starts the episode saying he was he was actually thinking about going to barbados to confront this guy christian who is the catfisher and i'm glad he didn't do that because that sounded like a bad that sounded like such a bad idea i mean it's all a bad idea but that sounded like a worse idea yeah. And then, yeah, now they're in Denver. I found myself hoping that the sisters, because they have that drink before he goes to meet up with Carmel. And I'm like, I hope those sisters are have they got like a free flight down here from TLC. And they're just like having they a did. Trust having me, like, they did. I'm like, oh, go have a fun night out in Denver. Denver's they did. Fun. Yeah, they um, did. Yeah, they're so supportive and sweet. And I'm glad he wasn't alone, you know, going there. And yeah, he has this hope this he's like I have to keep reminding myself you know don't fall for her because this is I'm gonna meet the person whose face I've been picturing and hoping to fall in love you know falling in love with so I have to remind myself it's not real but I think there is yeah there's this small part of him that is hoping that they're gonna meet and kind of have a meet cute and yeah or something but what he's doing is he is waiting in a restaurant we see these clips tlc is so sneaky we see clips for next week of a woman walking in and we see a a, i do think this woman that has been in the photos that is in the sex industry does come and meet him because tlc will have paid her to come and meet him and um, i think she will have done that and come to meet him and just be like dude i don't i don't know you 
I've never spoken to you. And then we will carry on. I think his story will be possibly eventually we'll meet this man because the production has already spoken to him. I mean, he must have been open enough because production already knows. That's true. Yeah. So, so we'll anyway, that, that was it. But Toy Ray, it's like, come on, come on, my love. Um, we did not get David and Sheila this week. Um, and we did not get Riley and Violet. Is that correct? That's right. So next week we're gonna we're gonna see David and Sheila at a bar or restaurant with their interpreter buddy. She's hanging around. Okay, that interpreter needs a gold medal. This woman, okay, I just want you to understand this interpreter was got a phone call and said, Hey, listen, we are filming a TV show in your country and we need someone to interpret English to uh where is she in the Philippines? Tagalog. So would you be able to do that? I can do that, absolutely. She comes along. The first day the woman hates her, okay, that she's translating for. She's like, okay, this is what I have to do. Second day, the woman's mother dies. So she deals with this and say she sat next to a coffin in a chapel translating. I I mean and this and now she her. And now she's getting involved in money talks. I mean, the translator needs a gold. She, I don't know what she needs. She needs a lot. She's invested. I feel like they're about to be in a thruple or something. It's yeah. so wild. Um. So yeah, they're going to start talking about money and, you know, he's oh, needs yes. to, you know, make it clear. How much hey. Because they do, because she's, he's saying that, you know, we remember when we met him that he has two jobs. He works very, very hard and that she believes that everyone in America is very wealthy. And that's it. I mean, you just think if you could afford to fly here, you have a lot of money. And it is a big difference. You know, monthly, I was reading, I think an average monthly income there is like 250 USD or something. And he's probably making like 2,500 a month or something. But the apartments there cost 90 right 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 so relevant so right so he's trying to express that uh, it's not going to be champagne and caviar yeah uh so that'll be them next week and then um uh yeah i don't know what's going on with riley and violet but um let's go to let's go to misha and nicola um, Kate, I actually don't have a lot of notes for him. So will you lead the way? Because he just, yeah. he did, I feel like he, all he did was like, okay, okay, that's fine. Okay. And I don't believe any of it. Yeah. So it's the morning after that frustrating conversation they had in the hotel room and she leaves to get some fresh air outside okay. and, um, she's feeling pretty hopeless about the relationship at that point he comes out and finds her and they start talking again and she's like what do you think the problem is in the relationship yeah yeah and he's like well i think you don't like the ways that i behave um but i want this to work out so let's try to fix it he tells us he thinks it seems to be a cultural difference thing where like she wants PDA and all this affection and that's not his way and you know that's not his culture but he's gonna try to you know change how he's acting 
Um, and then she basically tells him I'm, and she tells us that she's putting up with his crap because she knows, she knows who she's been talking to for seven years, seven years. Oh my gosh. So long. She's been talking to this man and she liked who she was talking to. And so that's, what's keeping her here and keeping her committed to attempting this. Um, and then he gives this little speech about the things he loves about her, which is the most affection we've seen him show, basically. Um, it is. Wor- words and it, of was affirmation. Nice, it was nice to say. Yeah, it's like, finally. And um, she's like, okay, well, that, that doesn't fix our problems, but it, it brings us back to center so we can kind of start to build from somewhere. Yeah. And she's telling us, okay, I have one more week here. And I'm now that, now that he's at least kind of met me in the middle somewhat, I can evaluate if this is worth pursuing beyond this trip. And that was kind of, I mean, he, he left this episode being a lot more favorable than he was before. I mean, he was just, the previous episode he was terrible and this at least he was going okay i understand like i get it but misha run like this is not a man that understands communication between a woman and a man he has figured out kind of what he wants in a relationship and it's imagined and it is not realistic and she says to him you don't understand how to speak to me you have no idea how to communicate, and which he doesn't. He has no idea how to speak to a grown woman. She has to decide if she's willing to put up with teaching him that at her no, at she's her big not age. Anyone look okay. at her? I mean, no. she just. It's just, but it's also seven years. That's another thing that would weigh on you. Be like, I've been doing this for seven years. I should it, just say, yeah, and save kind of because what we see on this show a lot is these people have like hitched this relationship to their entire circle of friends and family and it's embarrassing it's embarrassing to like be like I'm going on this tv show and we're in love and this is my life now and then to, to come back and be like okay he's you know he's bad and this was bad yeah it's embarrassing. So, uh, yeah, I think she's like, okay, let's see if we can salvage this, but, uh, he's not, he's not going to change. And no, it's hard. It's hard. Um, moving on to somewhere else. I mean, Gino and Jasmine guys, Panama, Panama. So, Last week was, I feel like, was the first episode where we saw, or even a little bit before then, we saw Jasmine and Gino have a lightness. There has never been anything light about them. It's been her antagonizing him, him responding like a child, a toddler. It's been terribly, terribly toxic, and I hate to overuse that word, but just they're both inadequate to each other terrible relationship and this week we see them okay we're gonna go for a romantic weekend 
and we see whips, we see ball gags, we see all of this stuff that they're having a sexy weekend, which we see a lot in this kind of 90-day realm, right? They go in, I've brought toys, whatever. Um, and Gino looks happy, which was nice. He actually looked happy because Jasmine, <laughs> we've got to remember as well, Jasmine's 35 and he's 53. Let's not forget that as well. We forget like a lot of these people. We forget the ages. He's thirty. She's thirty-five. He's fifty-three, and she she immediately was submissive. And I think he had never met kind of a dom character and was like, "Oh, actually, yeah, 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 yeah. This is what I want to do." So we see this intimacy, and you know, there was one thing that like with all the sexual stuff, whatever, and the toys and the gags and whatever. But the most poignant thing to me, Kate, was Jasmine when she came out dressed up in lingerie. And, you know, for a woman, it's so beautiful when you find something that you feel really sexy in and you want to make your partner just go, oh, my God, you look amazing. Like, that's such a huge deal, right? Mm -hmm. She did it and she came out like a little girl and he went, you look amazing. And you saw her just melt and go, this is all I ever wanted. And she was like, oh, I love that. All Jasmine wants is to just get dicked down and have stuff paid for. But but it's also to feel that she feels (laughs) sexy. It was when she walked up lingerie. Yeah. He actually said to her, you look amazing. And she just melted, like her entire face melted. And I just went, it's simple, guys. It's simple for you to just tell us, God, you look absolutely amazing. It means so much. It does. And then you put your sex hat on and you say, you're a bad, bad girl. You're a bad, big, let me wiggle a bad, big girl. And so then we get... um, Okay, when we go to our live shows, I've said this many a time. We go to live shows, guys. I want you to understand. Kate and I are prepping a tour for the winter, fall, probably into next year, and um, we have amazing listeners already that have said, "Come to Ohio. You will perform here. I'll be your first listener." I like. I love it. I love it. But I will let you know that the sexual escapades that Kate and I will reveal (laughs) on the live shows will be outstanding and I want to tell you some of them compared to what Gina was talking about in this this is what is like resonating with me because we see them the next morning and Jasmine full-on says to the camera I'm so glad because this was the first time Gino came okay I need you to um I feel like it's lost in translation. I don't know what it is, but I need you to explain to me. She's saying that they had sex, by the way, the first time, which was so shocking, only seven times in their entire relationship. Mm -hmm. But he had never ejaculated. What Jasmine was saying is that prior to this night of the whips and chains, he had had to service he had to use his hand to do it he had to do it to himself he wasn't able to like have sex with her and do it okay so so she didn't feel like 
she was desired or doing, I mean, hence, you know, going to get that procedure done. And she was feeling insecure that she wasn't able to make him uh, ejaculate. And so she's so triumphant the morning she wastes no time. The cameras come on. They're like, and action. And she's like, Gino, that was amazing. I made you come last night. And, uh, she also tells us in her confessional that Gino, she said, Oh, we did so many things that we had never done and things Gino wanted to do. And he had me give him a golden shower in the jacuzzi. Now, how, I, how did she wait? How did she lose that elementary school teaching job, Polly? I, I, unclear, unclear, Kate, okay. unclear. Okay. Um, <laughs> here's my thing about hot tubs. I stopped using hot tubs at 29 years old because these are the reasons you use hot tubs. One, you're in your 70s and your skin is falling off and you want it to massage your muscles. Two, you are a dickhead that lives in the Hollywood Hills <laughs> that thinks it's so cool to say, come to my hot tub and multiple STDs are floating in the water. Three, you're just using this to have sex. I mean, that's what it is. I will neither confirm nor deny my interactions <laughs> with hot tubs, but I will say I'm done with them. I am done with them. So hot tubs to me are disgusting. Never ask me to get into a hot tub. I'm not going to do it. Um, what was your question, Kate? <laughs> How did you lose that teaching job? Uh, so Gino, Gino, they're, they're at a hotel. Peeing on him and she is full on talking about it. And I'm like, love, what is Gino's job? I mean, we know Gino is a, actually I do know he's a um, engineer. engineer. In what capacity? We don't know though. We don't know, but he loved the dam and he loved her to open her floodgates too, much like a dam. And shower him in her love and her urine. And so that was their big night. And they're riding that high all the way to the horseback riding session. Um, Gino so happy and he is so happy, which I like. He says, I mean, because he got some of his like confidence and bravado back from this this escapade they had. So he's telling us he felt so in control last night with like his little domination moment in the bedroom and now he feels so sexy and strong riding the horse and he hopes he's turning around did you notice he's like don't you don't you have to tell his voice don't you have to tell the horse or you go behind it and you head it on the bed and and the the trainer's like um yeah you need to let it know if you're going behind it so he kind of like timidly walks up to the horse he's like i'm here I'm here, horsey. And then they go yeah. on the ride, and um, there's this comedic moment where he's spitting out guava. <laughs> this was a, it was a light episode for them. It was fun. it was for them. It was actually nice. I yeah. felt like I felt that like there was levity with both mm-hmm. of them, but mm-hmm. and there was actually sexual kind of 
interaction between them. But um, I just cannot believe that Gino, at 53 years old, is going to go home to his Italian family and hear her saying he peed on me in a hot tub. And that's what, like, how does she not just, there's no modesty. Yeah. Okay, so we have Christian, Cleo, and Statler to get on to. Can we go to Statler? Right. Yep. Yep. Statler. Guys, if you follow us on um, Instagram at Tender Loving Care uh, podcast, I'm trying to find it now. Okay. Um, all right. I posted a couple of things this week. So we had, I think it was last episode, Statler had was in England and obviously she is now, and she went to go and meet Dempsey's really, really good mate, um, Ben, at the place that he worked, which was kind of an Airbnb, which which uh, Dempsey had worked at for a long time. And she still does. I believe so, still does. Um, creating these spaces for travelers and things like that. So I found an Instagram post from 90 Day FOMO that said, oh, that had a screenshot of Ben and said, hello there, Ben, Dempsey's friend is smoking. Statler responded, he's awful. Brittany Camness wrote underneath, "Uh uh-oh, what happened? Or is this sarcasm? Amber Herbivore wrote under Statler, why spill the tea? Statler wrote back to Brittany that had written, is this sarcasm? Definitely not sarcasm. He's absolute trash. And then she wrote back to uh, Amber that said, spill the tea, on a live, someday I will. So I did a deep dive on Statler and on Dempsey. And I know that when... The big thing is, guys, when they sign up to the show, they have to um, sign a contract, essentially, that says we will not write or post anything about our relationship because it's it's years. Like, it literally is a year or six, seven months. They may break up the partner, they film it, and then a year later it's on TV. So TLC says you can't post anything if you're with them or with without them. So I went on Dempsey and she's like, I'm in Thailand recently, but there's no photo if she's with Sattler or not. But that's deliberate. They cannot post photos. Um, I would say that Statler is absolutely furious with Dempsey. That doesn't seem like something you would post uh, trashing your partner's yeah. best friend if you're still with that part. Well, it's because because if you look at any Instagram right now, they're saying that Statler is ridiculous. She's ridiculous. She's inappropriate with people's like partners. She's inappropriate with how to communicate with people. And she's saying, I'm going to move over. I'm just going to move to a completely different, not country, continent. And I'm going to live your life. Well, no. Sorry, mate. So in this episode, we see her that they are, she wakes up, it's Valentine's Day, she's trying to get stuff ready for Valentine's Day. All you see is Dempsey going, I want out. That's all you see in this episode. Yep. 
And Statler doubling down. Yeah. For no reason. So they're going to meet Dempsey's dad. Um, and yeah, she takes a very dramatic cold shower. It's like, all right, this is just rude. Like she already told you she couldn't down time to get it set yeah. up. Now you're being like so dramatic about it. Um, Dempsey tells Statler that if her dad doesn't like her, then it would probably end things between them. Cause her dad and her are very tight. And, um, also Dempsey tells us that there's a reason for that. It's because her last relationship was so bad. She wasn't eating. She was very stressed. And so her dad worries a lot about her getting into new relationships. And so, um, in the car on the way to the lunch with the dad, Statler is being odd and kind of half mumbles, ah, to be in love. Uh, what? <laughs> yeah. And oh, my cheeks are red because I just said I'm in love. <laughs> and Dempsey's like, okay, whatever. So then they get there and they're sitting with him. He seemed really lovely, I thought. He seemed like a He's great dad. Lovely guy. Yeah. Yeah. And um, she's just being goofy as hell or awkward, as she says. And um, Dempsey goes to get the fish and chips. And he didn't know that they had been talking for seven months. And then he finds out that Statler, of course, has been to England to date a girl before, like a year ago. And the girl ended things because of that. And she also reveals to the dad that she's looking to move there again and move in with his daughter. And yeah, he's pretty stupid. He's worried. Yeah. He's so worried. Yeah. Um, rightly so. And uh he says, then she goes to the bathroom and the dad says to his daughter, Dempsey, uh, she's a bit all on. I like this phrase. She's a bit all on right <laughs> away. <laughs> uh, which is very accurate. And he's like, take a step back. Don't rush decisions. And Dempsey takes that on. And she does. Yeah. yeah. Um, I mean, so Statler she- has not been getting good feedback. Kate. I don't know what you've seen on Instagram. She has not been getting good feedback. People don't like Statler. And I think there's a reason for it. It's not, it's not nefarious that she's this terrible person, but I just think she's, she just doesn't know herself and she's so insanely like trying to just try to rush everything. And Dempsey is just this woman that has been through a lot of trauma that is trying to figure out her life. And Statler is overbearing and they're just not a good fit. And that's it. Yep. She's. Dempsey's wondering if, at this point, and I think this is so spot on. She's like, I don't know if she wants to be with me, specifically me, or if she just wants to be with someone. Yeah. And that's what it kind of seems like. It's sort of this desperation to have this like fantasy moment, like moving abroad and being with someone and, you know, having this romantic yeah. time. But she's like, thinking to herself we barely know each other and she's i know being so much so she's it's valentine's day um and she's starting to set up she like kind of uh went out and got some supplies she's setting up a scavenger hunt that's going to end with this bonfire with like flowers and chocolates or whatever and she's going to basically 
propose the idea of her moving there and moving in with her and tell her that she loves her. So, I mean, love and moving in. By the way, it's so obnoxious. You've not been invited. How would you find a visa? You know, the whole process of moving to another country. I love these people. They're like, I'm just going to move to Italy. No, you need a visa. It takes months and thousands of dollars and sponsorship and forms and lawyers. And they're like, yeah, I'm just going to move to another country. doesn't really work like that. From someone that has done it, it doesn't work like that. So does she think... As someone who's from there and as someone who's immigrated to a different country, does she think that she's just going to move there and kind of like reverse 90 day fiance, right? Like the other way, like she's going to move there, move in with her. And by the time her like traveler visa is up, they will just get married and then she'll get that. I think what she's thinking is she has this, she's an Anglophile and I have, I don't know how much I've spoken to to all of our listeners about this in a previous episode but it is a very odd phenomenon and I've lived in Los Angeles like I say for over 10 years and you will meet I have met I'm talking about my personal experience that's all that's all I'm talking about but I have met many a drummer uh musician uh yeah basically but in that realm but you will meet someone that they just think um They have an idea of what English people are like and what Britain is like and what England is like. And they they really are enamored by you being English and they love your accent and they love your vibe and they love where you're from because we're different or whatever. And then I have found out that I have had numerous, numerous boyfriends or partners that have broken up with me and continued to date English girls. I think they think it makes them more interesting or something. That's exactly what it is. I would go to parties with boyfriends that would say, and this is my girl, she's from England. And it was like, oh, that is so true, Kate. I would get that numerous times. And I think that's what Statler likes about it. It's different and it gets her attention with all the people back home of like, oh yeah, I have these English girlfriends and yeah, I'm just going to move. I'm just going to move over to England and yeah, it'll be cool. Absolutely. But she has no clue what she's doing. Where would you get a job? How would you get a credit rating to get an apartment? How, where are you going to live? Like no clue, nothing. So I think Dempsey is going, I need to, you can hear the do, do, do of backing out of this relationship. But I don't know. Kay, I need you to lead us into Christian Cleo because I'm having migraines from this. So Okay. I have extensive notes on this segment. Please. Cleo meets up with her friend Jane at a coffee shop to talk about how... Yes. Yeah, Jane was great. She meets up with Jane at a coffee shop to talk about how it's going with Christian. So listeners, you'll remember that the night before this, it was when they sort of had this awkward chat in bed about oh well uh christian saying oh playing coy oh i usually let the girls make the first move because you know it can really set me back if i make a move and i get rejected and you know that's not how he really is of course but that's what he's saying and turns out he did end up making a move and kissing her and then they had sex 
They had, she's saying we had sex. There was penetrative sex. So just to be clear on that. Yeah. Yes. So that's the night before she's meeting up with Jane. So they get to the coffee shop and she's telling us she's using words like romantic, passionate. We were making love, the chemistry and attraction. It was all there. It was a wonderful evening. And the friend asks her, okay, how was he about, you know, the intimate things that go into that with, you know, with you being, she's been open about how, you know, she's pre-op and, um, didn't, you know, they didn't know how that would go or whatever. And Cleo says he was great about everything. Everything felt natural. It was awesome. Mm-hmm. And Jane confirms to the producer what we had kind of talked about that Christian was being sexual from afar on the phone. Like they were sexting or whatever when they, before they had met. And it's only now that they're in person that he's being sort of standoffish or, um, whatever about them hooking up. Okay. So then we cut back to Cleo's apartment. Yeah. Christian is cooking and he's talking to the producer. Yeah. Yeah. And I want to point out, I wrote down his verbiage too, of how he talked. Okay. Please do. Kate. Yeah. He says he bit the bullet and made the first move anyway, even though that's not a quote unquote what he put the bullet, bit the bullet. Okay. And he tells the producer they didn't have sex, but they hit the bases. He's using all these sports metaphors. Very American. You see to an English girl and she, she's an Italian woman but has lived in England for a very long time. So I do understand these whole base things is very odd to us. I still don't answer. I've lived here 10 years and I still don't answer the base thing. I've lived here my whole life and it's kind of unclear to me too, to be honest. Okay. I think it's like first base is kissing. Second base is like Boobs. fingering and fondling. Oh, oh, wow. Okay. Maybe, yeah, maybe a little, you know, digit play. And Third, then oral. Third, I think would be oral. And then home base is full on sex. So that's what I think it is. I might be wrong. Let us know. DM us what you think all the bases are, everyone. Um, Please, let's have a big conversation about the bases. About the bases. Yeah. So um, anyways, yeah, we hit the bases. Uh, We hit a double and and we're working our way up to a home run. So he's basically hey, what saying does that mean? she was an American at hitting a double. What does that mean? I think what he's implying here is that they made out heavy petting, jacked fondling. each other off. That's what I thought. They jacked each other off and that was it. Mm-hmm. Something like that. Touching. Because he didn't want to, ex- to explain that he had had anal sex with a trans woman. I think that's what he did not want to explain. Yes. Yes. So he reeled it back and lied uh, to the producer and said, second base, second base. We fooled around basically is what he's saying. And then we go back to Cleo and it's, it's later on. It's like nighttime now. And she's yeah. meeting up with that same friend, Jane, again. And she's upset. So she's telling us, we got into an argument. My trust in him is broken. I don't know if I know who he is anymore. Um, and they're getting into a cab to go to an Airbnb. 
And she tells the story about how after yesterday when they were intimate and had sex, but before they started filming again, Cleo and Christian talked about how they really care about each other. And they agree that they should be open and transparent with the cameras about what happened. Like they agreed on that. And I rewound this to make sure I understood. Okay. Then um, when they were filming separately earlier in the day, she was with Jane and he was with the producer at her apartment. I think after they had both stopped filming their segments, he texted her to kind of see how the filming went and exactly check in, check in about it. And, um, he texted her, uh, saying, did you, he's asking her like, and I, I was wondering here, like how much did the producers interfere? Like, did the producer tell him like, Oh, she talked, she talked to the other producer and said, you guys had sex and you just said, I'm not sure what happened, but anyways, did he text her? Did you tell the producers that we had sex? Because I just said second base. She's confused. She's upset that he would be so vague to the producers when they had actually discussed clearly to each other. Let's just say we had sex. Like, let's be open. So she feels manipulated, she says. Um, So she calls him. She calls him and he says it's best that they don't talk about it for her sake. Uh, to protect that was dark that was dark yeah and she sees through it and thinks that he just doesn't want his family and friends to know that he had sex with a trans woman because he's afraid that they will judge him she compares it to him saying oh we shouldn't have pd at the airport when i arrive to protect you she brings that up and she thinks that by him keeping his reasons for acting the way he is intentionally vague he gets to do what he wants without having to, as she says, deal with the backlash, um, AKA like be viewed by everyone he knows and everyone watching the show as someone who's proudly dating and having sex with a trans woman. She doesn't want to be a secret lover. She'd rather be alone. She says. It is so complicated. This entire scene of, I think what he did is that he met a beautiful woman online. And by the way, I'm not a fan of him. I just want everyone to, like, I'm being very, for once, for once, guys, I'm actually being very, very, um, I think, impartial than I have been before. I think Christian met a woman online. Cleo's beyond gorgeous. And she's intelligent and educated. And she's you know she's italian she's she's now living in london and i think he fell in love with her and i think they had fantastic relationship online sexual relationship online and he said um as we know we have had a film crew in his hometown where he has sat with friends and said she is transsexual and this is a trans woman and i'm gonna kind of figure out as i go and he went to England and I think he met Cleo and I think Cleo was a lot shyer than he probably expected. And then he became shy. And I think neither of them know how to talk about their sexuality or what they want to do. Then something happened and it was great. And Cleo was like, all right, this is, this is good. Like we've, kind of broken the barrier now and we know that we are sexually compatible this is wonderful 
And I think she, how it works with production, it was breaking the fourth wall a little bit. I think that she, obviously she spoke to production and said, we had full penetrative sex, which means obviously that it was anal sex. And I think that Christian did not want to go to that level. I think he just did not want to, whatever his reason was, say that that was what took place. And there's two reasons for that. And I think there is a reason for being a very, very private person that does not talk about sexuality and does not talk about sexual acts. And then the second reason is because you are trying to uphold an identity. And I will say, unfortunately, Christian is not of the former. He is of the latter. He did not. He got into this relationship on a television show. And he has now gone, I do not. I want to erase all of this. I don't want to elaborate on what I've done. But it's too late, dude. It's too late. If she was a cis woman, he would be bragging he on would camera brag like Jasmine. this to every, every, that's what I'm saying. There are two, yeah. he was a man that was just very, very private. Like you'd understand, you'd go, he doesn't talk about things. There are men and women that are completely private about sexuality. Right. That's what I'm saying. That, And if he was like, that's just not, what I talk about like I don't talk about what we did or what we didn't do whatever and you'd go well that's that's who that person is he is not that person like you say Kate if he'd gone to a keg party in the back house of Wisconsin or wherever he is and banged a chick in the coop I don't know I'm making all of this up whatever he did I don't know my favorite thing whenever we talk about Christian is you always say a different Midwestern state. He's from Minneapolis, Minnesota, but you're always like Ohio or fucking Wisconsin, Iowa. I am obsessed with Midwest. I will let you know that all of my best friends are from the Midwest. Okay. Kate is from Ohio. Um, Ohio. She's from Iowa. Sorry. To Iowa. Okay, my um other best friend Kayla, she's from Kansas. My other best friend Goldie is from Nebraska. Yeah. All of my best friends in Los Angeles are from the Midwest. I'm obsessed with the Midwest. I've I traveled know. there. I I love it. I know. I know. I just I I understand it. I love it, and it makes me so wonderful and warm and homely being there. But yeah, I guess I talk shit and I do apologize. But no, it's so funny. Everyone does it, though. That's a thing. Everyone always says the wrong Midwestern state. So I just think it's funny. And also because Christian's an idiot. So it's funny. Christian's an idiot. And you know what he needs to do? All of this back hair that he's keeping, shave. Guess what? That's not going to end up on the front. So shave that, that heavy shit off. Shave your head, you're done. I'm so sorry. I have no idea what it's like to be a man. It must be horrific to be in your 20s and losing your hair. It must be awful. 30s losing your hair, awful. But you you only have one option and you just have to shave it. That's it. Just be bald. Mm -hmm. So, (laughs) yeah. This ding dong is going on and saying, 
we didn't do the and like I said like the whole point is saying if you were private I get it and I would admire you for saying I don't talk about my sexual activity but he would talk about his like Kate like you said he'd talk about sexual activity if it was a cis woman that he banged at the back of a barbecue like yeah Minnesota 100 percent he would yeah there's no doubt in my mind um so she says she has almost no trust left in him but her heart is still in it so she wants to meet with him and see if he can yes. kind of like move past whatever hangups he has because she does say that this was an issue early on in their relationship before they yeah. had even met um but she thought they moved past it so that's the other thing. This isn't like the first time this has come up. So she's kind of like, oh, you told like, not only is he grappling with it now, like he already did and told her that he was over it and then is now okay. like backing up again. And so she is worried about her heart, you know, like she's going to get her heart broken. So um, she, I think, is one of the most realistic people we've seen on these shows because She's like, we're, I want to talk to him, see if he can move past, we can move past this because there's like a slim chance this relationship will work out. And I was like, yeah, that's how it, most people should realize that on the show. But, um, anyways, so next week we see them sit down and hash out their feelings about him being dishonest to the cameras and he doesn't think he did anything wrong and he's going to use this as an out, I think. Because he's like, I don't know if I can be with someone who's going to accuse me of being manipulative. He got into something that he just had no idea how to get out of. I just think, I think he genuinely loved her in the sense that he thought she was, she is a gorgeous woman and cool and yeah. But he's just, he's not evolved enough or capable of understanding the complexities of being with someone that you know is a trans woman because there are there are different issues than being with a cis woman there just are and I just don't think he was open to that or willing to go through with that and then he got a camera in his face as well and it was like uh, I don't know what I'm doing here second base second base yeah 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 oi um have we finished all of these ding-dongs because I feel like we've been on air, guys. I'm so sorry. I feel like, first of all, I do want to apologize, which I should have done at the top of the show, is that we did put something on our Instagram, is that we are a day late with this show. So today you are getting this, and this is Wednesday, and you're getting this show and our Wheel of Shame show. But it's because, um, you know, there were some things that delayed us for this week. So I do apologize that we can get this out on Tuesday. You're getting two shows on Wednesday instead. But um, I just want to say thank you for being patient with us. And um, sometimes shit changes. And well, we, we we gave a nice long episode for the. I think the, we've been. I think we've recorded this for five and a half hours. I know that's everyone. We talked about everyone. Thank guys, you so I much, apologize. I re- we're getting out. All right, we love you. We're going now to record our Wheel of Shame episode, which is going to be released on the same day, which is Wednesday. We love you. Subscribe to our Instagram. Subscribe to our Patreon. Support us. We love you, and we want to just tour your cities and eat all of your charcuterie. Mwah, mwah, mwah. Okay, thank you. Bye-bye. Bye.
Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50% to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com slash style for free shipping and 365-day returns.